The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, great. So, um, let's take a moment to settle, settle again after our break. <clears throat> Just a moment, a few minutes. We'll take two or three breaths. Just to remember that we're still here <laughs> in a different way. That we're here in community, supporting each other with our presence our sharing. Given our patience. Maybe just as the theme of livelihood is still here with us. Maybe now... um, extending the range of what livelihood means to us into including the world. Not only, you know, our immediate relationships and our jobs or however you spend your time, but including the entire world. on how it is that we are part of it, our presence. Like Chris says, Like she said in her talk, there's more than just one thing in livelihood. It encompasses many things. Okay, so taking two or three deep breaths too maybe shifting the quality of our attention into maybe listening my voice. Um, (coughs) So livelihood on how it is that we engage in society and how, how it is that there's, maybe we can use different phrases 
a give and take or a, an offering and a receiving or maybe a consumption or production. So however you want to frame it, you know, whatever is, it resonates with you. Um, so this, this factor, livelihood, which it is the third factor in the sila path, we're culminating that, you know, that um, the aspect of sila or ethical conduct, um, it, it it's, has a big impact or we can learn a lot when we look at it from an external perspective, not only what is going on inside of us internally and how we set our intentions to spend our time and our lives, but also how it is that we relate to the world. And, um, you know, through speech, action, um, through wise view, through wise intention, um, and even, you know, other factors that we have not talked about, we can see our livelihood manifested. It's not only through one factor that we said it, it encompasses everything. So it also manifests through our views and perspectives and ideas. It also includes um, the intentions and motivations that we have and that we are guided by to take an action in the world. And uh, like Chris said, it's not only the doing, but it's also the how. It's also the how and the relationship, how, how we relate to that livelihood. So um, it includes also how we are with ourselves, how we want to live our lives. It's practically how sometimes I have come to define livelihood, how it is that I'm living my life. Especially when we're engaging into or going deeper into a practice to a point in which you don't see a difference between the practice and your life. It just becomes one. <clears throat> so, this is, you know, livelihood... Um, also may be, may be sometimes an easy topic to talk about or it could be a tender topic to talk about or a conflicting topic. I know that for me in some many, many points in my life, I've, you know, that this livelihood definition has stayed, you know, within how I earn a living and, and has been uh, connected to like, what is my purpose? You know, there, there had to be a very clear definition that will impact or guide my life entirely. And um, 
recently I I stopped uh, I stopped working, and wow, what a surprise! That also passed. It also passes, you know. Um, it also passes. So one way in which I love to look at, at these two, um, and especially when I'm including, you know, the entire world, is to see livelihood as a monastery. Seeing, and I, I, I know that Gil has mentioned uh, one of our teachers in um, his teachings, he has mentioned, you know, make a monastery uh, of your life. Um, Meaning, you know, for me, has been engaging and creating, a, engaging into the path and creating a life based on, um, of the, on the Eightfold Path. In a way that supports me, in a way that nourishes me, um, in a way that assist me in seeing what is important to me and how I want to be in the world. How, how it is that I want to be part of this world, walking in this world, seeing my presence in this world. Um, there's a teaching of the Buddha that says um, that a wise person also sees... Um, acts or maybe make decisions based on what is beneficial, beneficial for oneself, beneficial for others, and beneficial for everyone. And for me, when I think about living a life connected and aligned, connected to others, and independent at the same time, independent in the, se- in the sense of um, taking full accountability for my decisions, for the results of my actions, for um, cultivating and nourishing the wholesome states that assist me in taking actions that will benefit everyone. Um, then I remember that definition, what is wise here? Especially in moments where there's conflict or it's not that easy, it's not that, you know, a clean cut in making a decision that, oh, sure, this is, this is going to be fine for everyone. It's, it's easy to sit here and share all this with you. And, you know, there are some situations like, well, where do I draw a line? You know, so some of those situations or activities could be um, how, for example, how we choose what we consume in terms of our food. How do we use earth resources? Um, there are many times that, well, you know, I maybe I, 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 I have seen that through the practice, I have gone through different different transitions and changes in um, being vegetarian, not being vegetarian. You know, um, what is what uh, supporting small businesses or um, 
you know, supporting big businesses, um, the relationship also with money, you know. Um, you know, I remember um, when organic, organic markets and, and organic products started to be like the, what was in, yeah, yeah, the beginning, you know, especially if you're part of a community that, you know, wants to do the right thing. Um, it was like, wow, this is, I don't know if I can do this in a regular basis, you know, paying all this for, for a canister of uh, strawberries or, you know, and then I remembered, you know, from my work with, um, in the Central Valley, Remembering the, you know, all the work that farmers used to do and um, all the different uh, activities in the spraying of insecticides and um, that would be going on. Say, well, yes, I would want to buy organic and I also want to support, you know, equal pay and... um, But it may not be, you know, as easy as having the, that desire. Um, other, other activities also, you know, looking at our health. How do we take care of ourselves? Or where do we want to live? You know, in terms of shelter. Um, what do we want to support? What causes we want to support in the world? Um, and do we get something back? If I do this, if I support this cause, would, you know, would I get something back? Or is there any moment in which is supported by um, the practice of generosity? You know, without expecting anything. Or, yes, I'm willing to stand here for this cause. Um, There's also the conflict of um, justice versus peace. Justice versus peace. Um, So, for me, that, that has been, that has been a topic that have also, have been very alive um, in certain moments. Um, no, there may be, okay, this is what is fair. Um, and then as I start acting on it, I can see, you know, maybe what is the motivation behind or if, depending on how it feels in the body. If there is any contraction, it's like, well, how come I have a contraction here if, you know, it feels fair? So, well, does it bring me peace? What is the wholesome state of mind that I'm cultivating here? Um, So for those moments in which, you know, we want to to do our best, you know, I I truly, and um, even in the moments that maybe out of um, different things going on, I, I don't, I lose some mindfulness, um, it is nice to remember about the, the goodness, the, the 
through the, the goodness that is in each person, that there is that possibility. There is that possibility of goodness. Um, so, that is one way in which when there are these different types of situations, you know, I, I start thinking, well, how can I, how do I know you know, how do I know that this is wise livelihood? Meaning the action I'm going to be taking or how I'm going to be speaking or how I'm going to be relating. So there are different ways or different aspects of the practice that can guide you. And what one is, how does it feel in the body? How does it feel in the body? Do you, is there's a sense, you know, there's a, there's a feeling when you feel aligned, when you feel like clear, clear in your body, heart, mind. Is there a sense there of this? Yes, this, there's, there's some ease, there's some clarity. There's some clarity in you that this is how I'm going to move forward. And maybe remembering what is the state minds that um, we want to cultivate. So, for example, I want to, um, I want to cultivate love. I want to have integrity and I want to be of service. Um, I want to have a state of mind that is... Uh, shows or uh, feels abundant. So how does that wholesome state of mind translate into action? If the action that you're taking, as you're looking at it, describes a different state of mind, maybe there's something there to check in, to see, okay, what is, what is going on here? Um... How many people are here? Maybe, I don't know, 20? Something like that. Or 30? So there are 30 different worlds. Because we each, even though we may um, share some beliefs, some, some perspectives, we have our own conditions. And we have our unique way to see the world. So I'm saying that because what I may think is a wise action that will support me and will support the world and will have a beneficial impact may be completely different and from what maybe Chris will think or how Chris will act. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong. We don't, there's, there's uh, maybe the, the comparing, comparing our actions to others, or other actions that other people do. You know, we can have mentors and we can have other actions, other events in the world that can inspire us. And, and we can follow that direction. Um, 
remembering too that there is an uniqueness in that action of this body, mind, heart. And doesn't have to be the same as others. Um, So, within the context of the Eightfold Path, mindfulness, as we practice mindfulness, and as we continue exploring all these different factors, um, we can become more aware of how it is that we create and see the world. How it is that we create a world inside of us you know, and how, how it is that what we see, you know, what we receive the, the se- through our senses, the experience through the eyes, the experience through listening, um, through thinking, what it is that we are creating. Um, and we go over and over again that exercise as we practice mindfulness. We can see also, as we then develop the four foundations of mindfulness, also we can see how it is that we feel about the world and how, based on emotions, we also take sometimes some action. Um, Based on the attitude in the mind of wanting or not wanting, And then there's a possibility to see what are the choices that we're making and the results, the impact of our choices. How it is that we say, okay, I'm going to give, I'm going to take. And this, this is a choice here. We're choosing in every moment of our lives, in every second, we're making a choice. We're, we may not see it, but we, we are. We're doing it. Even when we're not making a choice, we're making a choice of not making a choice, right? Make it, maybe wait, be still, and see what happens. Um, so the relational aspect of, of the practice, I, I will say that livelihood, in livelihood, is... is is where maybe I see it most because, again, it encompasses everything. It's like everything is integrated into livelihood. Um, and we can see also, like I mentioned before, these maybe sometimes even a little bit of competition, which is kind of funny, but the competition of between what is fair and what, is, what brings peace. You know, there's, there's like a tension there. You know, if we go for justice without peace, or if we just go for, okay, let's just act out of those wholesome states and see what happens. How would it, what happens when there's peace? You know, is something maybe we can explore. Um, some practices that help in our livelihood 
is also um, using uh, the divine abodes, the Brahmaviharas of loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity in our livelihood. Um, so, for example, at work or at home or in whatever we're doing in our service, how do we relate to others in terms of wishing them well? How does it shape, after you make that wish, how does it shape the action that you're going to take? And maybe after taking that action or at the end of the day, when we, when we review, how did, we, how did I leave the day today? You know, how was it, how it, this, uh, did I practice wise livelihood here? What I, what I, I what I was um, mindful in the beginning, in the middle, at the end of the day? Um, it counts, Every, any, any moment in which you are aware counts. Um, forgiveness forgiveness is another practice in our livelihood that we also can include Um, I was sharing with um, a mentee here um, we were apologizing to each other because we were we mixed the time of our appointment and I'm like um she didn't know she was I was going to apologize to her too um, and um, I, I was um, just noticing how arriving here um, for some reason the mind even though you know we have this program for a while I thought oh 1.30 yes I have time to get there at 1 o'clock and said things and helped Chris and um, but now it was not one o'clock I, I mean it was not one thirty. there it is it was not one thirty. so those kind of situations we also have it in our livelihood in our work with our relationships when we're caring for each other and that moment of oh okay let me just take full responsibility Take it, not taking it, you know, not giving more seriousness than what it is, but let's just show up and let's take two. Another opportunity. Every moment is fresh. Livelihood, in livelihood. Um, so, to, to close, I just want to just summarize what I have said. Um, and um, read to you uh, uh, the precepts in a way that um, are, are phrased like in a more relational, relational way um, to the world. So livelihood doesn't include only, you know, one thing, how we earn the money, but how we are in our lives. Um, how do we relate to others, the impact the impact that we have in others. Um, we can expand what Chris was talking about, how the Buddha defines livelihood, but it has a whole range, given our circumstances. It includes cultivating well-being, cultivating ease, 
And it includes, is one of the factors, how can we practice in a wise way to end suffering, to continue in our goal of um, liberate ourselves, or just knowing when we're clinging. Um, and we can know when we are practicing wise livelihood, we can know because we feel it. We know we, we are aligned maybe to our most important values. We can see the impact of our actions, the results. Um, So, I just want to read the, these precepts. Um, I practiced many years through the Tignahan lineage. And at that time, the framing of the precepts in this way resonated a lot for me. Uh, so, um, not to say that in other ways, they're also related to the world. But this version uh, is, is dear to me and I want to share it with you. So, aware of the violence in the world and of the power of nonviolent resistance, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth and future generations and vow to cultivate the compassion that seeks to protect each living being. Aware of the poverty and greed in the world and the intrinsic abundance of the earth, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations and vow to cultivate the simplicity, gratitude, and generosity that have no limits. Aware of the abuse and lovelessness in the world and of the healing that is made possible when we open to love and stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth and future generations. I vow to cultivate respect for the beauty and erotic power of our bodies. Aware of the falsehood and deception in the world and of the power of living and speaking the truth, I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth and future generations, and vow to cultivate the ability to listen and clarity and integrity in all I communicate by my words and actions. And the last one. Aware of the contamination and desecration of the world and of my responsibility for life as it manifests through me as life manifests through me. I stand in the presence of the ancestors, the earth, and future generations and vow to cultivate discernment and care in what I take into my body and mind.
So we can use, also use the precepts of, as guidelines to, of course, for how we interact and relate to the world. Um, so let's break out again. Um, and then we will have time to have some general questions and answers and comments and celebrations and protests, everything. <laughs> Especially for, uh, yeah, livelihood. Um, so let's do again groups of four. And if you can find three other beings... <laughs> Maybe different people, uh, so you can cultivate more um, spiritual friendships. I love those precepts. I want to send them. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know, I want them. I bet other people do. Yes. Oh, that is beautiful. Those are beautiful. Words. Is they're beautiful? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So let's take a, just a moment here of silence to listen to the question, what aspects of your daily life feel most aligned with your heart's values? What aspects of your daily life feels more aligned with your heart's value? And how could you bring more of your activities into alignment into how you want to live your life. Let me just repeat the question. What aspect of your daily life feel most aligned with your heart's value and how could you bring more of your activities into alignment or how you want to live your life? And we'll have, let's have a minute per person and um, then we can just come back to the big group and maybe offer one or two words and close our session for this afternoon. I think that we're running, we're at three o'clock right no, now. 3.30, we've got plenty of time. More than a minute a person. It goes to three. Well, look at this. You see, it's like forgiveness, livelihood. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so we have, let's have four, uh, three or four minutes. Yes, person. let's have three, four minutes per person. <laughs> okay, let me turn this up. Go ahead.